Hey guys, we have a big announcement to share with all of our listeners. And first, we just want to say thank you for being on this journey with us for our first podcast together. Laura, do you want to tell them what the big news is? I do. We're so excited because as you know, those of you who've been listeners, we have continued to grow and scale our business in all sorts of ways by adding on uh, new tools in our belt, taking on new clients, and just getting our message out in brand new ways. So we were thinking we want to continue to grow with our audience and help our audience scale as well. Thus, the announcement is our new podcast, The Scale Up Strategies, the business podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and CEOs. We are looking forward to helping you scale your business and take it to the next height. I'm so excited to be doing this with you, Laura, because we've both grown our businesses and we understand, you know, time, tools, marketing, networking. There's just so much that we have to offer and we want to help the entrepreneurs, business owners and CEOs in our network and outside of our network start growing their businesses with simple scale up strategies. Exactly. So if scaling your business has seemed like a task too monumental for you to take on your own, guess what? You don't have to anymore. You get Mary and I in your ear on your video feeds here to help you weekly. So make sure that you subscribe, share with your friends as we are helping you scale your business and make sure you're listening weekly for Scale Up Strategies, the business growth podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and CEOs. Okay. And welcome to the Redefine Your Career Journey podcast, where we help career-minded professionals like you become the CEO of your career. I'm Laura Bayshore, and I'm here with my co-host, Mary Fane Brandt. Together, we have over 25 years of experience in career development and coaching. We're thrilled to share our insights and expertise with you on this podcast. So grab your favorite cup of coffee, tune in, and let's start the show. What's up, Laura? It's been a while. I'm so glad that we're back and that we're doing these weekly recordings for our new podcast, Redefine Your Career Journey. Tell me what's new in your life. Uh, a lot is new. I uh, am doing really well with my third business that I launched in January. And uh, also the weather in San Diego sucks now all of a sudden. So that's new. Uh, summer has, I know I need to get to Arizona. Uh, definitely. Surprise. Just, yeah. Surprise. I love it. Where do you live? Surprise. You go, it's going to be 112 here this weekend. Just fly on over. I'll defrost you. Yeah. They're talking that it could rain here over the weekend what? possibly. So yeah. On 4th of July long. weekend. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not great. It's not great. It's so, um, so the other thing is now we're going to have video coming along with this. And now people are going to find out a secret about me. I drink coffee yeah. with a straw. This is hot coffee, wait, wait. but I drink with a straw. Oh, uh, you do too. <laughs> this is my vanilla cold brew that I make. And I just, yes, it looks like it's Starbucks coffee. Uh, I just put it in here. This is obviously a vente. And uh, I drink my cough, my cold brew with a straw. 
I drink hot coffee with a straw. I got teeth whitened like over a decade ago and I, I don't know. Oh yeah. (laughs) It just stuck with me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's, that's what's happening here. Hot coffee, cold coffee and video. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, so everything's going great over here in Surprise, Arizona. You know, 112 this week, so it's definitely a week for my cold brew. No hot coffee in this house right now. Um, just got back from Scottsdale over the weekend. A lovely resort that we didn't know, but we went to a resort, Laura, that ranked 13 in the country. Nice. No wonder I loved it, right? <laughs> If you're going to do it, get it done, you know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, talking about getting things done. Sometimes you have to step away so you can find something better. You have to say no so you can say yes to the right thing. So today we're talking about the five signs that it's time to leave your job. And you guys know I like to start off with a statistic. So let's dive right in. Did you know that 60% of employees, 60% have considered quitting their jobs at some point? Raise your hand right now. You're listening to us. That's okay. Give us, give me a high five if that has ever been you. It's been me. It's <laughs> crucial to recognize, you know, the signs that indicate it might be time to move on or seek new opportunities. And you guys, I'm going to be honest with you. There, the red flags are right there in front of our face. We just don't want to acknowledge them. Or maybe you don't even know what a red flag is. So we're going to dive into that a little bit later. Maybe the red flag, you know, your boss is going to be nicer. They're finally going to give you that promotion that you've been waiting for for two or three years. Maybe the hours are going to be shorter that you you think that's going to happen. Or the work is all of a sudden going to become magical and more exciting. I mean... I know how you feel because that was me. My last job or the job before that, I stayed two years after all the red flags were right in front of me because I thought things would change. Now, I'll go a little more into that story later on, but I just want to know, can anyone else out there relate to this? I mean, I was 49 when that was going on and I was like, who the heck's going to hire me? I'm 49. What... What am I going to do next? I think everybody has felt that. Uh, One of the things that I would offer in there too is sometimes, obviously it's about money, but also sometimes it's not wanting to feel like we failed. And I think that's something that we're going to be kind of diving into more today, which is stop looking at it as if it's a failure and start recognizing that it's just time to kind of take more control of what's happening. So throughout this episode, we'll be discussing the five signs that it might be time to say goodbye to your current job. And I'm sure there are many, many more than this, but here's what Mary and I have uh, that we figure and that we see throughout our careers. So one one of them is a lack of growth and development, toxic work environment, alignment with your values and the company values. Burnout and exhaustion, and simply a, a loss of passion and purpose for what you're doing. Uh, I know you have a couple of stories, so I'm going to shift over to you, Mary, to start us off for today. Okay. Well, let's start with the first one. And you said lack of growth and development. 
I see this time and time when I'm working with clients, but I have to let you know, I experienced it. That job that I had at the Bishop's school that I was there for 10 years, I was stuck in this one position. There was nowhere for me to go. There was not much growth and development, but I did try to create my own growth and development, um, saying that I could take on different responsibilities. I expect expressed interest in other areas of the school, but they weren't going to change my position or my responsibilities. They would let me try something, but I could never really jump into it. And so I thought that was going to be the job I retired from, right? La Jolla, California, right. walk, walk at the beach at lunch or afterwards. I got a free lunch every day, milk break with fruit, had a pool to swim in. I literally <laughs> thought this is where I'm going to retire from. But for me- uh, I'm sorry. Real quick, you said a milk break. <laughs> yeah. So, cause it was a school. So we had 10, right. like 950 milk break with fresh fruit, cereal, <laughs> coffee, juice, and sometimes like cinnamon rolls and stuff. Yeah. Like who's going to leave that? And we had like the best cafeteria. It wasn't like standard cafeteria food. We had like fish, we had a salad bar, a soup bar. Um, like I remember one time we had, uh, where we had like foods from around the world. I mean, it was just oh, amazing, nice. but, yeah. but I digress. So everything was great, but at about year eight, some things started to shift and I wasn't, I wasn't feeling that there was anywhere for me to go. I was very pigeonholed. Right. And for some people that might be okay. But for people like me who always need to learn, grow and create, yeah, it just it gave me a sense of being very stagnant and doing repetitive work. And if you're experiencing this, you need to really take stock. You need to think, is it just a season I'm going through? Is there something else that I can do at my company? Because I love the company or organization that I work at. Or is it time for me to move on? Great points. Great points to talk about and think about. Uh, I'm going to lead in with a little bit of toxic work environment that Ugh. I had. Ugh. So, And it's kind of the same thing. We had a really stellar cafeteria situation. <laughs> it was great, you know. <laughs> Food will keep uh, people there. That's right. Feed me. Uh, and the thing is, is that it was a corporate. I was with this organization from when they were private all the way through going to corporate. So I learned, I grew so much through that time and I was able to make my own decisions. But as I continually rose up into management and to the executive level, started to have some things happen that were just outside of who I was as a professional. And I ignored them because of all the other perks and because I was on the younger side and very proud of what I was doing in my career. One of them was that I was given a brand new team of 20 people to manage and they were all fresh out of college. And you would think, great, they're going to be so easy to work with. That is not true. That is a hard bunch to wrangle. They are, you know, in that space. And, and so that was difficult. I went to my director, we had a meeting and she said, you know, maybe if you wore more of a low cut shirt and what? maybe if you put on a little bit more makeup, what? Um, your team would perform better. Just like your other counterpart over here, Jennifer. Yeah. Are you kidding me? 
They that actually said, kidding. let they're lucky that you didn't go to HR. Well, I don't know. Maybe you did, but um, it's the only time I've been sexually harassed at work, and it was by a woman. I was very okay. Very the fact that another woman would tell you to show the girls and wear some bright red lipstick that is ridiculous. Yeah, and yeah, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. And so, with this same individual, months later, my grandfather. Uh, passed away. And I found that out at 3am in the morning. And I was going to be in charge of setting everything up because I kind of play that role in my family. I'm very involved. We were moving offices. I went into work at 4am, packed up my office because I didn't want the the tech team or anybody to be disappointed, packed it up, left a message for my boss to tell her what was happening. I kid you not. I'm in Fresno. Two days later, I get a phone call from her as I'm going to pick up the yellow roses to lay on my cast, my grandfather's casket. I get a call from her that says, you're a no show. Uh, you're a no show, no call. Mind you, I've never been a no show, no call. Number two, yeah. I knew that she had me on speakerphone in front of the other managers because I'd seen her do it to other people before. <sighs> Yes. So anyways, it was not a good situation. Right then and there, I I was done. But I will tell you that I still didn't leave. I still oh, didn't leave there. after that. I've yeah. been there too. So I just want to interject that a bad boss is a bad boss. I think what I want the, the listeners to learn, bad bosses don't freaking change. They no. just don't. They are who they are. So if you're 90 days into your job and you're like, is this one of those red flags that Laura and Mary are talking about the bad boss syndrome? It probably is my bad boss. Um, when my mom was going through dementia, so to my face, she was like, Oh, or Alzheimer's. Right. She's like, okay, yeah, go ahead and take off. Like, you know, my mom started a fire in the house. I got a phone call. She was in the hospital. There's a lot oh of different gosh. things going on. And yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, I need to go to the hospital. Okay. Yeah. No problem to my face. And then I found out behind my back, she was like, Mary is always taking time off, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the heck? She was very two-faced. And that should have been a red sign that I should have gone to HR and discussed. But I didn't because I was concerned about my job. In hindsight, I I, I wouldn't have done that. And yeah, I I should have started looking for a job then. You can't understand when someone's going through a death or, you know, taking care of an elderly parent. I mean, I think that's one of the things to kind of loop in when you're talking about alignment with your values. If you're feeling that being considered a top performer where you're working is going against you, like you are feeling that, then it really means it's time to move on. At that same organization, finally, I drove into the parking lot uh, in the morning and I was crying. I was like, I don't want to be here. So this was a month before I was getting married. I called my dad and my dad, of course, I called my dad and I said, dad, I'm going to quit. And he said, well, okay, you have something lined up. I was like, nope, I'm going to go inside and quit right now. And he said, what? So the point is look for those flags and avoid that and take control before then, because I did yes. I went right in, went in and quit. They even offered me 
uh, an extended two weeks because I was very close with another director that I was working with. I moved directors and still it didn't change anything. I was done. Right. And I just told him, can I please just leave now? I just want to yeah. leave now. And it's your right. You can. You don't have to give a two-week notice. It's proper to. But if the environment is toxic like that, I say that you go in, you give your notice, pack your stuff, cut your losses, quit. We, we try to be so loyal to companies and we try to make things work. And we should to a point. But if you are waking up and driving into the parking lot and you stop and you park, put your car in park and you cry like Laura did and like yeah. call your dad like, I need to quit, that, you, you know what? You know you need to quit. You just wanted validation from someone, which I get. We all want that. Um, for me, you know, I need to take care of my mom and, and I wasn't getting any of the support there with this new boss that I had. My old boss that had been at the school would have let me take the time to figure things out and then let me come back strong. But that's okay yeah. because it was time for me to leave that job that was also toxic. I, I had a one of the, um, the CEFO came into my office and made me cry. I was like, oh, are you kidding yeah. me? I'm doing everything I can. And you're going to come in here and yell at me. But she was tough as nails. And, you know, that was just her style to make people cry. That made her feel good. Good. It was weird. So yeah. weird. So these are all signs. Um, yeah. And if it doesn't align with your, your value, um, the next thing that we're going to talk about, these things that we talk about at the beginning, right? If you're, if you're, your, your toxic work environment, your lack of growth and development, if you're not in alignment with the company values, if they're not lining up, let's take a pause right here to refresh your coffee and hear from our sponsors. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business owner? How are you attracting business? Join San Diego's elite team referral networking group. You will own your spot in one of team's category exclusive chapters. Network with a purpose and receive quality referrals and thrive. Don't hire a sales team. Join one. Call today, 619-731-0395 or visit teamreferralnetwork.com to give your business the boost that it needs. Team, together, everyone achieves more. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing, or just starting to look for your dream home, you need a trusted lender. Island Girl Pam Campbell is here to make your experience smooth and easy. She's approved with over 100 banks, which gives her the ability to provide you with a full range of mortgage products to meet your goals. Pam will walk you through every step, ensuring you understand the process and options to finance your home. Mortgage is made easy. You believe it. Island Girl will achieve it. Visit islandgirl.com, I-L-E-N-D-G-I-R-L.com, NMLS number 293. What's the next thing that usually happens to people, Laura? Well, that's the burnout. That is the burnout and exhaustion where you just go in, throw your hands up and say, that's it. Either you're throwing your hands up at work or you're throwing your hands up at home. And that's the kind yeah. of situation you don't want to get yourself into. You know, you just constantly feel drained and you're not enjoying any aspect of your life at that point because you're so consumed with the things that are going wrong, forgetting you have the power to change those things. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Our, the whole reason we started redefine your career journey, learn how to become the CEO of your career, because we want all of our listeners to understand you have the power 
to own your career. It's up to you to make those decisions. And sometimes you need help with those. And that's what we're here for. Um, But the burnout and exhaustion for me, it came across in a lot of ways. My work started slipping. The quality of my work started slipping because it wasn't fulfilling. I had a toxic boss. The values weren't aligning. And that burnout and exhaustion came in for me both in the workplace, but then personally. So when I hit, when, when it hit hard, I got in three car accidents in six months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Little fender benders, nothing too major, but I was rushing to get to work and then rushing to get to um, the rehab facility, assisted living where my mom was, you know, I was getting up at, I was leaving at six to go have breakfast with her and then making sure I was getting to work. I didn't have the support I needed for the, the family stuff I was going through. Um, and I just wasn't able to breathe. So I was exhausted. I was forgetting things, you know, that, that burnout comes in a lot of different forms, a lot of different forms. And then have you ever had anyone try to offer up a LOA, like a a leave of absence or, um, you yeah. And the way they position it, It's like it's the worst thing you could ever do. Yeah. My boss said, well, maybe you want to take a leave of absence. And I'm thinking she's trying to fire me. Yes. That's because they are. They are. They're trying to fire me. Why don't you take a leave of absence? You know, take 30 days. I was like, no, I was a hardcore. No, I stood my ground. I was too. And when we did part, I got more out of my severance package. Just FYI. I fought for that. A, I was 50. I was in that protected category. So they didn't want any, um, any pushbacks. Yeah. They didn't want any yeah. pushback. So I did ask for certain things. Um, and I did get a, a decent severance package for someone, you know, for the level I was and the position I was. Um, so there's one more. Uh, oh, yeah. We didn't. And this one, I think, I think everyone can understand when you've lost your passion and purpose. If you've lost the spark, your enthusiasm that you once had to do the job that's right in front of you, if you're literally just going in and pushing numbers and you're doing the bare minimum to slide by, that is a red flag. And I think a lot of times we think, well, I'm getting the work done, you know, but I think when you're really at a job that you love, it's more than just getting the work done. You're passionate about it. You're looking for ways to improve it. You're looking at how you can build up your team members. So when you've lost your passion and your purpose, that is also a big red flag. And that happened to me at that same job. I can tick all of these off when I worked at the I can too school. at the one I was referencing, right? And it's so funny because um, that was the job that I worked the longest. In my career stint before I went into business. How long were you there? How long were you there? Oh, well, you're going to laugh at me. Uh, Four years. Only because, yeah, four years. That's the longest. So my career path and trajectory was that every two to three years before it was cool or before that was the thing to do, like that is just how I did. Trailblazer. So I I was there a, a total of 10 years. But, um, and I was recruited. I didn't look for that job. I had been working at California Western School of Law in the dean's office. And three or four people from that school had come over to the bishops. And then they had tried to recruit me. And I was like, hey, I'm in New York on vacation. 
They're like, well, they just want to know if you're going to come in. And I was like, look, I'm in New York on vacation. I had, <laughs> this is a long time ago. So I had like limited like internet access and stuff. And yeah, you're like, I was like, don't talk to me. <laughs> it was like 2009 or was it 2004? So, oh, you know, okay. I didn't, it, you know, I didn't have this where my internet was like all on my phone. I probably had a, I don't know what I had, just a regular phone. I had a regular phone, no internet on the phone. And uh, I was, phone or yes, I had the old flip phone. Yep. <laughs> I had the little like, uh, yeah, Star Trek uh, flip up phone. <laughs> but I was like, look, so I was recruited heavily for that position. Went through yeah. three rounds of interviews. They wanted me. I asked for more money, more vacation time. I wanted you know, I went in saying I need four weeks vacation. They're like, well, that's what the, the executives get. Great. I'm an executive Sign assistant. I'm an up. executive assistant working for the top person. I know how crazy the job is. I want more money. I want this. Um, and so, and then I negotiated for five weeks after my first year. I was like, I need extra week at April before we go into crazy graduation. And I got it. I justified nice. it. But um yeah, I really thought that was going to be the last job I had. And yeah. I wish I had left it earlier. In in Absolutely. hindsight, yeah. I, I wish I had left it about six years in. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'll tell you, uh, I should have stuck with my two to three year rule. I probably <laughs> should have left it three years because by then I was already in the management, like getting all the accolades had done. Every, and then it was everything started going downhill uh, just because of the interactions and the ethic lines that were crossed. And I just, you know, um, I did want to add something on this loss of passion and purpose, because I feel like, especially when we're in a part in our career where we're kind of confused or wondering what to do next, sometimes we yeah. can get confused because you hear all these things like from Zig Ziglar or whatever, where it says, you know, do something you love. You'll never work a day in work your life. In your okay. life. That's not real. <laughs> Mary, that no, but no, it, that's not real, though, because if you take it at its literal, like the yeah. literal terms that are being used, it's not that's real. not even what that that's not even what he meant by it. What it meant was that if you enjoy what you're doing, then you'll have a better time doing it. You know, exactly. I mean, that's it. You don't nobody like loves work. You'll love aspects you'll have highlights but the yeah. goal is that you're not leaving being like why am I here you know right. that should really be very minimal and if your days are ending more like that then it is time to start looking for something before you get to the point of you know crying desperation <laughs> crying in the parking lot I yeah. agree I love yeah. it well, folks, that wraps up today's episodes on the five signs that it's time to leave your job. We hope that these insights have provided you with valuable guidance as you navigate your career journey. Remember that recognizing these signs is the first step to reclaiming your career, happiness, and finding a job that aligns with your goals and your values. If you enjoyed the podcast, show us some love please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And if you have any feedback, go ahead and share that with us too because we want to hear from you. And don't forget to visit our website, Redefine Your Career Journey, so they can help you take the next step in your career. Woohoo! We'll see you next week with another episode to help you redefine your career journey. Until then, stay focused, stay motivated, and stay caffeinated.